Welcome to the Ross Road Connect podcast. Our podcast aims to connect you to what's going on at Ross Road Community Church, to connect you to the people at Ross Road, and ultimately, to connect you to God himself. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to episode number 39 of the Ross Road Connect podcast. Welcome, Holly. Thanks, Craig. Uh, yes, my name is Craig. I was about to introduce myself, but you beat me to it. We're almost at episode number 40 of the podcast, which feels like a milestone. And it will have to do some kind of a uh, celebration. Maybe we'll, we'll like, try to like list 40. Uh, I don't know, something, uh, make a list of 40 of something. <laughs> you know, that's been our thing so far. List 10 things. 40 sports teams from Holly. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh if my life depended on it i don't know if i could (laughs) yeah well that's okay yeah um we could like have we could like have cake like ourselves while we nice the next podcast whoa so then people could just listen to us eating people could listen to us eating cake on the 40th episode wouldn't that just be a treat for everybody (laughs) (laughs) what is your favorite kind of cake do you even like cake I do like cake, actually. Okay, that's surprising. Uh, I know you wouldn't think so, but honestly, I don't really like just a standard like cake. It has to be ice cream cake or it has to be cheesecake. Like if it's just a typical like birthday cake, like I'm not really. So you don't that... like cake? No, I do. And you know what's <laughs> funny is I actually enjoy cake flavored things. Like if I go to like Dairy Queen, I'll get like a birthday cake you know, blizzard or something like that, or like, I don't know, birthday cake slash like cookie dough. That sounds so good right now. Uh Maybe I'm just hungry, but, uh, so I do like cake, but, uh, but not real cake only like, yeah, well, I don't know. It just kind of tastes like you're eating like a dry, I don't know. You're eating like dry bread with like bad icing, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Uh, you, you are a mystery when it comes to food. (laughs) I, I that is true yeah but like you know what you're you're not so uh off the book here because as i remember recently didn't you say you don't like ice cream cake or you don't even eat like the fudge part no, of okay cream? hold on hold hold on holly okay <laughs> uh, we were having a very nuanced conversation about dairy queen log cakes yes. or, or ice cream right. cakes that have the vanilla layer and then in the middle there's that layer of fudge and like cookie pieces and then yeah. there's the chocolate ice cream underneath mm-hmm. and I said I like all of those parts but when Jenny and I are eating pieces together I will take the middle fudge and chocolate section and trade it to her for the vanilla because that's the best part but then that's, that's just vanilla ice cream <laughs> but it's not well that's what ice cream cake is though Oh, but that like the the cookie crumble like fudgy part is like the best part of it. Yeah, it's good. I'll I'll eat it and I'll happily eat it. But uh, if I had my druthers, I would just trade it. So, Wait, uh, what was that word you just used? <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm introducing new words in the podcast today. You really are. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, here I'll I'll look that one up as well. Yeah, so please. That, um, I have never heard we can that. Get the actual definition from Merriam-Webster. Uh, Druthers is equal to free choice. Wow. So I'm if I had my so druthers, if <laughs> I had my free choice, yeah. Stay tuned in this episode for at least one yeah. other word. That, Seriously. Uh, yeah. So, um, <clears throat> hey, we're talking camp ministry today, which I know is near and dear to your heart, and uh, we're talking to a friend of yours. 
and I dare say a friend of mine. Um, I don't yeah. know her as well as you do, but I've met her at a, new, uh, at a number of points along the way. Um, uh, this is Kendra Giesbrecht, by the way, from Camp Luther. Uh, I wonder if you could explain to our audience your camp ministry background. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I grew up going to camp, as I will mention in the podcast. Uh, I grew up going to Camp Luther. And just, I, yeah, absolutely loved it. I just remember my first week at camp, my parents could not drag me away from there. I just absolutely loved it. Like so much that even like, I remember, um, in years after that, like my family went on like trips to Europe and I remember like being in Europe and being like, oh, I just can't wait to get home and go to camp. <laughs> like, yeah. Just being a young, naive uh, teenager, not realizing that I was, you know, in one of the most beautiful places. But I was like, oh, I just, you know, I just want to go back and hang out with my friends at camp. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, camp has always been very near and dear to my heart. It was very um very like important to my faith journey as well. I did a lot of like, as soon as I was old enough, I think you have to be 13 or 14, then you can start being a junior leader, which is when you volunteer for a few weeks in the summer. Uh, I started doing that as fast as I could. And I just absolutely loved it. And then I worked at camp as a senior when I was old enough, which you have to be 17, but um, they only hire so many people for a summer and then you're there for just the whole summer. Um, so yeah, I did that super, super fun. I was a senior for, I think, two years. And then I did program like assistant program managing. Um, so that's kind of when you're there from like, not just July and August, but you start in like May and June as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so then you're kind of working on the preparations for camp and then you're not in a cabin with the kids, but you're kind of just overseeing the like production of the weeks, which was great for me. Cause then I kind of just got to hang out with like all the kids and then you're working a lot too with like the junior leaders as well which is then I got to work with like teenagers which is obviously my forte if you mm -hmm. couldn't have guessed by now <laughs> um yeah so Camp Luther always very dear and near to my heart I think my last <laughs> summer that I worked was 2015 uh because I graduated from Summit a year after that and that's uh you know when I started working at Ross Road but uh yeah camp will always be very near and dear to my heart and even now we'll take our high school students to Camp Luther for our like high school retreat and it's always just so so much fun whenever we bring them there so mm -hmm. yeah I I love camp and I always will yeah yeah what about for you Craig <clears throat> my camp experience comes mostly as a adult actually uh I think my, I think my parents sent me to Stillwood once when I was a kid uh and it I I don't know for sure but I think I'm old enough that it was still called Columbia Bible Camp at that point oh yeah um if you remember that I do remember yeah yeah so uh I think I had one year of that and I remember it being a good experience but I I don't I don't know. I don't even know why it wasn't really a big part of our summer, probably because it was it's pretty expensive. And there was three of us oh, yeah. in the family and we played a lot of hockey, which cost a lot of money. So that maybe would explain it. Just a whole other reason to not play hockey. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the wrong takeaway from what I said, but um, <laughs> you would definitely have more uh, disposable income. Um, but um, I participated in lots of youth camps as a youth pastor um, and was introduced to Camp Luther as the speaker for Senior Teen Week in 2013 maybe yeah I would have I've been I would have been there for like every summer but I do yeah I think it might have been 2013 you were there as a leader yeah yeah 
Uh, and then I was there again in maybe 2016 as the speaker again. Um, and in the meantime, when Jenny and I, when our kids were small, we took our family to family camp twice uh, in, I think it was consecutive summers. And uh, Josh was really little at that, the first time. Was Kenzie born? Maybe she was. But uh, we, had a, we have a very memorable picture of Josh with you. <laughs> I was just thinking about that. <laughs> so, so there was a formal night. Uh, yeah. And so everyone got all dressed up. And we had this cute little suit for Josh with a little tie and vest. And uh, you love babies. Like it's your favorite oh, age group of, so much, of yeah. to work with. <laughs> and um, Josh was having none of, of you. <laughs> Yeah, they just they just know that I'm uncomfortable around them. So <laughs> and so he is screaming his face out. His face is beet red and he's just yeah. screaming. And you're I think you're holding him in the picture. Or... No, you know what's funny is I don't even think that I'm like holding him. Like I think I'm like, you know, leaning and maybe like have my arm on him or something, but you're definitely holding oh, him. Oh, I'm holding him. Like, okay. I'm not yeah. even holding him and he's like, oh. I'm in Holly's vicinity. <laughs> it's time to start crying. Holly is yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. pretty much is what it was. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So yeah. that was a good time. And you know but, what? It's crazy. I'm sorry. I am just reflecting on how crazy it is that I remember like being a youth leader when you were the youth pastor and like having Josh there as a baby. Yeah. And like now the fact that he's um what Josh, I mean, if you're listening to this, uh he will be for eight, seven. Eight. Yeah eight like yeah. that's and it's just crazy to think that like that much time has passed by since then like yeah. you're a whole person now you, like you'll be in youth group before you know it oh my goodness <laughs> yeah that yeah. is wild time is just uh it's crazy time does motor on yeah it does yeah so speaking of motoring on how's that for a little transition Ooh, you landed the plane let's yeah. uh let's throw to this conversation which uh is uh focused on camp ministry at large and specifically ministry at camp luther and kendra's role there so here we go let's hear from kendra kendra welcome to the ross road connect podcast thank you so much for having me what a joy and a privilege it is to can we, be on can we refer to you as jammies in this podcast would that be okay you can refer to me as jammies if you'd like to okay. i don't know if you're going to explain the fact that that is my camp name or if you just i was not going to no, I was just... <laughs> just, we decided that was a nickname that we wanted to call you she, she showed up to this uh this podcast in her pajamas so i thought i should just uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly well that's how i met you at camp luther was as jammies so uh, that's fair yeah it's actually a very helpful thing too i don't know paul if you experienced this too but like having the camp name versus the like your normal name sometimes can be really helpful because i mean we see a lot of kids and then just doing ministry you know being someone that's kind of on stage a lot of people know oh, yeah. you and so when you go through just like normal life and you have this kid come up to you and they say hey jammies it's actually really helpful for me to be like oh context that's where i know you from <laughs> you know because otherwise if they're like hey kendra i'd be like church <laughs> like <laughs> community things i'm like i don't know how oh i'm not sure if i know who you are and yeah. right so that's it's, so it's helpful true thing sometimes yeah oh that's so good and i like camp names is always so fun too to like i don't know have the kids try to like guess what your real name was and then oh, like if they did know it they would hold that as like such a like token of honor if they knew it a hundred percent but also oh, like yeah. they could hold that over you be like i know oh yeah 
give me a pin, give me extra canteen. I don't yeah. think anyone ever blackmailed me with that, but I feel like they could. I probably would have done that. They could, yeah, if they yeah. wanted to. <laughs> oh man. And then there was like always the times if you would like mess up, like if I would call you Kendra instead of Jammies, like in front of the kids, then that's mm. just like a whole ordeal as well. Yeah. 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 It's the name drop. That's what we call it at Luther, the infamous name, name drop. drop. Yeah. That's that's like the greatest sin you can commit in the community. It's like, oh yeah, exactly. Oh, then sister in Christ, I name dropped him. <laughs> yeah but isn't it true like and i've never been a camp counselor like you guys have but from what i observed from coming in to speak at luther which was always at the end of summer it was almost like you guys forgot your real names too like you knew it but you'd have to think about it first <laughs> yeah exactly true yeah. yeah sometimes we'd go like we would have like staff weekends where we most weekends staff would go home but then sometimes we would stay together you know do a trip to vancouver uh-huh. or whatever and kind of just hang out for the weekend and on those weekends yeah. when we're in public it's like everyone's just saying these weird names going <laughs> yeah. we're already this large group of obnoxious young adults and so people are looking yeah. at us funny constantly and yeah, yeah oh, it's man it's very common I had I got asked that just this last week because we're within the office group we're starting to you know gear up for summer and stuff and so it's funny that like some people in our like full like our year-round office team are like now starting to bring back jammies when they talk to me yeah. whereas most of the last <laughs> few months it's just Kendra so it's right it's like oh the summer's kicking in that's how you know yeah, you start using you know. <laughs> and it's funny because I feel like Camp Luther would like take those names more seriously than any other camp I've ever like been to or experienced. And it was like, for, you know, for those of you listening who don't know, like there was like a whole dubbing ceremony, like you would get this name and I got my name when I was 13. (laughs) Like that is stuck with you for the rest of your life. So I thought, you know, I'll whip it. This is such a cool name when I'm 13. And then I'm stuck with that. Like if I ever go back to Camp Luther for anything, like I'm still with it at 26 years old. Mm-hmm. Like there's no going back. <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's a whole, it's a whole deal. It's a big yeah. ordeal. It's yeah, a ceremony, a rite of passage. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it. It's a it's a big deal at Luther. And yeah. <laughs> you gotta you gotta pick a good one. Otherwise you get stuck with a bad one forever. So oh gosh, yeah. But it's kind of fun. Yeah, you know, I feel like little kids would be like, oh, it's like a frog or something. And then, they yeah, go, oh, <laughs> that is generally what I would say. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's ribbit with the W, even though it wasn't spelled like that. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, oh, good, good times. Good times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So all of this to say, why don't you tell us a little bit about you, Kendra, just, you know, a little bit about yourself and kind of your journey of faith for those of our listeners who do not know you. Yes, I am Kendra. I am Jammies. Uh, <laughs> I am here talking about Camp Luther, but um, I guess, yeah, some people may have even seen me within the Ross Road uh, family because I've been, I guess, one or two times I've come to Camp Day for your guys uh, that one Sunday that you that you guys do. So hopefully I would be a familiar name, face, whatever it might be. I guess they're not going to see my face here, but that's <laughs> fine. Um, <laughs> it's not a big deal. Uh, but yeah, my journey of faith, I mean, like, I could talk about that for like hours, but obviously don't have that much time to do so. But I guess kind of in relation to how it connects with uh, ministry and camp ministry specifically, I, uh, yeah, was born and raised in a Christian home, uh, went to a Christian school, went to church all my life. So very much involved in Christian community. Um, And so I loved being part of like leadership groups and part of yeah, just, just that community. Um, but what's interesting is I, I went to one week of camp as a kid when I was probably like 10 or something. I went to a week with my cousin, not at Luther, but I won't name the camp. 
they didn't they it was great I, the camp was great but I just did not like camp like I, as a camper I was like oh, not cool. for me I was like I'm just kind of more of the homebody I like to be able to do my own thing in the summer I was like I don't want someone to tell me what my schedule is all that kind of stuff so had my one experience and then you know you go to camps on like retreats and stuff like that um, with your church with youth group whatever but I yeah started uh, once I graduated from high school, I uh, started thinking more seriously about ministry and um, I ended up working at a different camp for two summers um, and really enjoyed that and then started going to Columbia Bible College. So I studied youth work there, graduated with my, uh, my bachelor's in 2018. And then at that point, I, yeah, I kind of graduated, didn't really know what I want to do uh, specifically, but I was like, I like ministry. I like working with people. My heart was kind of being softened towards this idea of leadership development, I think was something that I never really intentionally pursued, but it kind of just happened with a lot of my context that God kind of placed me in was just this opportunity to work alongside people that were younger than me. So that's what I really liked about youth ministry was kind of being able just to build into and encourage uh, younger people and work alongside the, you know, the youth leaders, the team that you're with and stuff. And obviously Throughout those summers, I started working at camp. So I, I was connected there because of a class I took at CBC. Um, so I started working as a cabin leader at Luther in 2015. Um, and so got the privilege of working with Holly for a summer. I'm sure we'll talk a more great about that. <laughs> it was a blessing. So fun. Um, and yeah, so I worked for a couple summers in a row there, kind of, uh, yeah, just moving up in leadership there, doing different, uh, different roles. And by the time I graduated from CBC, it so happened that uh, Luther, Camp Luther was kind of in this place of transition of wanting to expand a bit more of their uh, full-time leadership team. And so they ended up wanting to hire a second program manager. And I was approached by, you know, the executive director and program manager at the time. So obviously I had been there for, I think, four summers there at that point in a row. So I'd, you know, they, they knew me, they knew what I was capable of and all this stuff. And I was in this place having graduated. I felt really like equipped and ready to just jump into ministry. So yeah, I started working full-time. Oh, when was that? 2019, I think in, in January. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting really bad at remembering the years. I'm going to blame it on the oh, COVID yeah. year. It yeah. just was like yes. thrown off my ability to perceive time. Oh, yeah. I swear. I've literally um, been saying that exact same thing. I'm like, I have no concept of time anymore. Like I still yeah. refer to last year as 2019. It's, totally. yeah, it's so weird. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but anyways, yeah. So I started working uh, camp, obviously, well, maybe not obviously, but we didn't end up running camp last summer. So through a series of events, I ended up letting go, being let go because there wasn't enough budget for me, but I was like, it was all a good thing. I was like, fair. I ended up going back to school. So I actually started working on my master's um, through Axe Seminary. I'm studying to become a therapist, which again is part of my experience of camp has definitely uh, kind of stirred that in my heart of wanting to be able just to, yeah, to, to listen, to create a safe space for people, to help people um, grow through struggle and, and challenge and to find, you know, freedom and, and hope and wholeness and all this kind of stuff. Um, yeah, a lot of that's been, uh, I guess, yeah, motivated by, inspired by, I don't know what the right word is, but through my time at camp. But anyways, I'm back for my, my last summer working as a program manager at camp. So I've been there for the last few months. And yeah, I, I don't know if like my, my journey of faith and all of that, again, I'm like, I could talk for forever, but it's just been really cool. I think recently something that God's just kind of been showing me is just the little ways that he is just so 
sovereign in like directing our path. Like I think about uh, Proverbs, like, you know, people make their decisions. This is a poor paraphrase, but people make their decisions, but the Lord determines their steps. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, just, just seeing the little decisions that I had made and the little choices that kind of was like, "Eh, whatever, I guess we'll do this. And seeing how God, like, you know, years down the road has been like, this is part of him orchestrating my life. And I think about the fact that I've ended up at Luther for so long and I literally just took a class back in my like second year at CBC or something like that. That was just a mandatory class, which we helped out with a retreat. And so I got connected at Luther, but I was like, sure, I'll work here for a summer, but who knows what'll happen. And just seeing, yeah, the fruit of how God has just been so, so kind and gracious in, in all those things is something that is, yeah, been, been really encouraging for me, I think in, in a hard season too of, of COVID. And I know we've all experienced a ton of things that we've just had to grieve losses and work through anxieties and fears of the future and all that kind of stuff. I think it's been helpful for me, even though I don't always feel it. I know that I can trust that God is truly working all things out for my good and for his glory, even though in the midst of it, it's like, I don't see it. But yeah, I think that that's been something that's I've been journeying through in the last little bit. So I feel like I talked for a long time and that feels sufficient to me. <laughs> no, that, no, I love that. It's so funny when people ask you like, oh, you know, tell us about your journey of faith. You're like, okay, there's so many different avenues that I could yeah. go through here. Like, yeah. like talk about like when I accept Jesus into my heart, like there's just so, like there's so, so much, but it's cool that you were saying too, that like camp was never something that you like enjoyed as a teenager yeah. and you ended up like being there for such a long time now. Cause I like, it's funny myself, like I never went to youth group, but now mm-hmm. I am the youth pastor. And yeah. I think like that was more like, I just didn't have time to go cause I was doing dance, but it's just funny how life works itself out like that. And even like you're saying a one decision leads to like all these different kind of steps and it's cool to see God's hand in that but yeah. mm-hmm. I I was pretty sure Holly that the youth pastor when you were a youth was a real dud so you know that's oh yeah that's actually go, so. what it was I was like oh I do not want to go and hang out with this guy for two hours a week Are you that's kidding? probably what it was <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was me you by know what? the way yeah. it's personal yeah. <laughs> I, I still went to like the all-nighter and you know adventure camp all those fun things yeah <laughs> just there for the fun events you know yeah um Kendra you talked about a number of different things you've done at Camp Luther what's been your favorite job that you've had there oh man that is so hard to say there's it's interesting because at the end of the day like they're they're all not that different because we're all just you know spending time working with kids building relationships with them um trying to just show them the love of Jesus so it's like that doesn't change depending on the job but there are just a couple of different focuses of the different jobs. Um, and so, yeah, like being a cabin leader was so much fun, um, because you get to just like be with these kids, you know, you get about like seven ish to 12 ish campers kind of depending on the week. And that was so fun. (laughs) These kids would be so wild. I often would get the older campers mostly because I was like, I do youth work stuff. I'm used to working with like, you know, middle school, high school age. But I was like, I'm not, I'm like, I don't, I'm not sure if I know how to interact with seven-year-olds very well. Cause I'm, I'm just the saying, same way. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I'm so used to the older ones, but yeah. Um, yeah, that was, it was so much fun to do that. But I got to say that like, as I've been able to, to kind of grow through, through the ranks, if you will, um, and into leadership, I've just, I've loved being able to be in just a position of more, yeah, I guess like greater reach with the staff, I think has just been so cool. Cause at the, this place that I'm at now with program manager, I, 
I can't necessarily interact with every single kid that comes every single week. You know, it's like, there's in, in a normal summer, it's like there's hundreds, thousands of kids that we would interact with over the summer. And so um, for me to be able to intentionally invest in my leaders, like my staff, who then I know are investing in the kids, I think that's been really cool just to see that reach um, and be able to just be that much more intentional um, with seeing your leaders grow and helping to really be that balance of like encouraging them, but also pushing them and challenging them and stuff. So yeah, I, I, it's, it's also different though. Like I've, I've, yeah, I loved it all, but we'll, we'll go with the program side of things. I feel like that's, that's been the, the latest sweet, sweet blessing. So, well, your leaders are some of them teens themselves, right? Yes. Yeah. So we've got yeah. a couple levels of leadership, if you will. And so um, in general, we've got our senior staff. They're young adults who um, we have throughout the whole summer. And then we also have junior staff, uh, which are high school volunteers that kind of will schedule on like a week by week basis. And so um, again, in our, in our normal format, we're doing things a little different this year, just re regarding what is happening in the world and our restrictions and all that kind of stuff. But um, typically we've got all of our, yeah, our seniors and our juniors in cabins together leading their group of kids and so yeah it's it's a fun time being able to just be part of of those students too in in this unique time of their life when they're wanting to you know volunteer and reach out and serve and see what their relationship with god means to them uh, some of them may not even really have their own relationship with god they just have been camp kids forever and they're like I love this place and I want to give back and I want to make an impact like leaders made an impact in my life. So that's, it's a really sweet opportunity as well to be able to just be part of that kind of formational experience for, for those teens as well. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I always loved like the way Luther kind of structured their like leadership kind of ladder. I mm -hmm. think like, I don't know, it just works so well. Um, but yeah, I, I always thought too, like program managing was really a highlight for myself too, or I, I didn't do the level of what Kendra's doing right now, but kind of did like a, like a step below or a step or two below that. And it was so much fun. Like that was definitely my highlight in my time at Camp Luther as well. Like being in the cabins with the kids is like so, so much fun. But there was something about like getting to be in your like own space at night and like having that time to like recharge and like, I don't know, not be in the cabin with kids at night. And then you can just wake up and then like be like really present and like there with everyone like, ooh. That was a, that was the sweet spot. Mm -hmm. It's, it's yeah. a challenge when you got the kids that wake you up like three times in the middle of the night because yeah. they got pee or they yeah. feel sick or all that stuff. You're like, oh, this is a good, a good lesson in patience for being yeah. like, I'm not getting sleep, but I try to love oh. these kids. So totally. Yeah. And I loved that so much when I was like a junior, like I remember being a junior was like so impactful on like my faith growing up. And that was kind of like, cause I didn't do like youth group during the year. So that was something that was like, so foundational for my faith. So I did love it back then, but you know, the older you get, you're like, right, give me my own place to sleep at night, please. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I love when parents make the comments and be like oh this is what it's like to be a parent and I'm like okay like <laughs> what am yeah. I supposed to do with that I'm like, here's this group yeah. of like 10 kids that I haven't raised <laughs> up until the week and they're like this is what yeah. it's like and I was oh gosh like, it's a little different but <laughs> okay a little different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh we love the comparison That's awesome. yeah. Uh, yeah so tell us about like the mission and vision of Camp Luther Ooh, mission and vision, some good things. Um, our, our kind of mission for Camp Luther is to create, uh, we kind of have like a, a three word 
slogan, if you will, and we go safe fun, God's love. So the idea is um, we exist to create a safe environment, safe and fun environment where campers can experience God's love in a real way. And so that's really what um, it's sort of like the, the, the glasses that we put on with which we see our summer programming and all that we do at Luther. Um, we always want to ask when we're planning things, when we're executing things, all the stuff that we're doing, we always want to ask, is it safe? Is it fun? And does it show campers God's love? And so that's really what we're about. I think as a camp ministry, um, I'm sure we'll talk about this um, in, in a, later on in, in this chat, but kind of talking about the difference between camp and other like church kind of year round ministries. But I think with camp, just having this short time that's very limited um, with the campers and even the leaders only being there for like two months, uh, it's, it's a short time. And so in that time, we want to really be intentional about creating a safe space. So that means, you know, physically safe, emotionally safe, spiritually safe. Um, and, but also for it to be fun because we want camp to be fun. We don't want it to feel like school. I know school can be fun too, but there's something that's just unique uh, about, about camp. And even within fun, we've kind of, you know, been, been dissecting that over the last couple of years and thinking like, what does it really mean to like be fun? Because fun is not just like funny. And if just one person is having fun, but the other people aren't, you're like, can you really say it's fun for everyone? So I think really within that nature of like that inclusivity, inclusivity and like inviting sort of atmosphere of we want it to be fun for everyone. And when we're planning things, we want our kids to really be engaged with what we're doing and for that fun to be in like it's safe and for the safety to also be fun, you know, to have those, those sides of, I guess, the two sides of the coin, if you will. And then ultimately for campers to experience God's love. And so within Camp Luther, I'm not sure about uh, rates necessarily with other camps, but Camp Luther, we've got a pretty, you know, we've got quite a, quite a strong church community um, of kids that have been raised, you know, in, in Christian environments, but we do have quite a number of our campers and our camp families that are unchurched, that this is kind of the only experience of what a Christian community is for some of these kids. And so we're not out here trying to say, we, we're going to count how many salvations we get this summer and how many Bibles we pass out and stuff like those things are awesome if they do happen. But ultimately our goal is to share God's love and to be that, uh, yeah, that, that kind of, that figure of, of Jesus for, for these kids to be able to see, like, this is what it's like to be in Christian community. This is what it's like to have people that know God and want other people to know him just based on how, you know, we talk about God in our Bible studies and, and in our chapels and campfires, all that stuff, but also just in how we interact with kids and how we listen to their stories and how we really want to make each and every one of them feel special and feel valued because we truly believe that they're all valued. They're all, you know, image bearers of God. And so, yeah, safe, fun, God's love. That's what we're all about at, at camp. So what's, what's your guys's mission vision statement at Ross road. Do you have one off of you? Would you know that? I would know that. Tell me. <laughs> well, our mission is to help people find and follow Jesus. Mm. And we, we see that as an overarching statement that that's the bottom line. Like if we're not doing that, we've missed the point. Mm -hmm. um, and so then our vision, which is more of a, a picture of our preferred future, is to be a welcoming Christ-centered community that glorifies God by impacting individuals and families near and far. So nice. that's a bit more defined as to how we would see ourselves walking out that that mission mm -hmm. so yeah find and follow i like that how it's like that discipleship within the like the pre and post knowing mm -hmm. jesus because i feel yeah. like sometimes we think discipleship 
only like, I feel like sometimes it can get confused and it's like, oh, you become a disciple. Like once you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and savior, but that's not necessarily what Jesus did. He said, come yeah. follow me and get to know me. And then like, you know, so that's, that's interesting The find and follow. I like that. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. a, it's a journey for sure. Totally. So, yeah. That's, that's how we define what we're about. Uh, and then of course, as just like with yours, there's all kinds of things that filter out of that, but um, mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah. can you, I want to ask you this. Um, can you, I'm going off script. Uh, can, we were at Camp Luther the other day um, doing a baptism. So oh, fun. we had three yep. baptisms in the lake there. And the water was surprisingly not as cold as I thought it would be. <laughs> oh, amazing. Nice. <laughs> um, but the question was asked, which has been asked to me several times, um, what kind of camp is this? <laughs> and people hear Camp Luther and they immediately think Luther and camp, but that is not true, at least not anymore. So can you enlighten mm. us on that? Yes, that is a question that we often get. I thought you were going to ask me about like the lake or something. I, that's where I, I, thought that. <laughs> I know, and I was like, oh man, was I don't know anything. <laughs> I'm like, I have not touched that water this whole year. So I was like, oh, I'm not ready for this answer. Yeah. Um, Camp Luther was originally, uh, when it was founded, it was uh, founded within the Lutheran church. So there's a couple Lutheran churches in the area that kind of got together and started this camp, which is, I think, pretty common for a lot of the camps around here. Like I know that there's some associated with like the MB denomination um, and, and all that kind of stuff. So originally a Lutheran camp, yes. Um, but yeah, over the years, uh, it's kind of become less, yeah, it's, it's become less attached to those Lutheran churches. And at this point, Camp Luther is an association. So we've got, you know, our board and our membership are all just based on if people just want to get involved at camp. So there's no need to be attached to any specific church, um, which has its pros and its cons, I think, for us as an organization. Um, but ultimately, yeah, we we're, we're not, we're not Lutheran anymore, unfortunately, but at this point too, it's, you know, I'm like, it's, it's so much of the history, right? And so you want to honor that, um, the history of the Lutheran churches there. And we still do have um, different, like, like we have a pretty good connection with CLBI, which is a Lutheran school in uh, Alberta and, and stuff like that. So um, we've got, yeah, we've got our connections with our Lutherans still, but that's more based on just people that are part of our camp family and camp community that just know and love camp and want to be a part of it so that's the kind of camp that we are yeah. one with a lake and yeah. <laughs> one that is not necessarily lutheran but yeah. Yeah. i feel like there's there and you can tell me i'm wrong because i this is just my own observation but i feel like there is uh quite a large mb influence into the camp at this point <laughs> there there happens to be quite a few people that are of a mennonite background yeah. um so i'm not gonna say whether or not that is a that is yeah. a good thing or not but i mean i'm i'm as mennonite as they come so i am on, on all my grandparents all yeah. have mennonite names so yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of us are, have connections there it's just kind of has has happened that way so i don't really know why but we yeah. yeah we've got quite a few connections there i'm just well, gonna say I'm, it's like it's the german ancestry right it's like yeah exactly all that stuff <laughs> don't hear me trying to claim ownership of the camp i just uh, <laughs> noticed over time yeah uh, yeah through ron friesen and cbc and and totally uh, through holly and then just kind of getting to know the broader network of people yeah. involved is well, I think that's a lot of how it's happened is, is just yeah. that networking, right? So you have people that are involved in camp, however they get involved. Like Holly, I don't know why you went to Camp Luther as a kid instead of yeah. a different camp. Like, was it just close by? Like It was, my dad actually used to go there when he was a child. I oh, think. no way. I didn't know that. Yeah. 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 
or so there you go yeah Yeah. right you just have people that get connected and then those people have their spheres of influence and they're like you should come Mm -hmm. to camp and you know it's like the you know there we've got students we've got quite a big connection with trinity at this point and again that just is because we've had people that have friends that are like you would be a great addition and like you should apply and so it just ends up kind of cycling like that so i guess we're in we're in the the trinity and and mennonite circles at this point (laughs) yeah um tell us about what camp will look like this year it probably will look different than past years uh there wasn't camp last year so how will how will camp be reintroduced this summer Yes, we are reintroducing with a day camp model. And so uh, in the past, uh, we're actually not strangers to day camp. So over the last few years, we've kind of developed this day camp model that runs alongside our overnight model. Um, So we're pretty excited about just that potential, knowing that this is something that does work for families that are close by and and we've been able uh, to work with that programming already. So yeah, we're running with day camps. We have uh, less numbers than we usually would. Again, just different restrictions that have been in place over the last little bit. Um, And so we're doing that. And then we're also doing a week of family camp. So a little bit of a shorter summer over the years, we've kind of expanded as well. And so I think we've had up to like, I don't know, nine or something weeks of camp, I think, but now we're doing seven. Um, so six day camps and one family camp week. So yeah, it's, it's going to look different just with not obviously having that overnight experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're really hoping, and, you know, my team is working on creating that safe on God's love, like that whole aspect doesn't change just because our time is shortened with campers. And so, yeah, we're really hoping and praying and, and doing our best to make it still be as, as, you know, impactful uh, for campers as it can be within yeah, our day camp structure, which mm-hmm. I think, yeah, a lot of people are still doing um, the the day camp model and even churches are used to doing that. So hopefully it won't be something that's like, yeah, a, a fine line. Cause I have, I don't know if some parents would be like, if there was an overnight opportunity, if they'd be like, yes, sign my kids up right away. Or if they'd be like, I don't know how I feel about them sleeping in a cabin with other people at this point. And yeah. so I, we're hoping it'll be a nice middle ground of that reintroduction to camp, like you said, Craig, but also not like not too much when we've all been so used to separation isolation and all that stuff. Even for me, I'm like, I I live by myself. And (laughs) I was like doing online school over the last year. And I'm like, if I'm just living with like 20 people, you know, just like being in existence with all these people so much, I'm like, I hope I'm not going to like introvert burnout, but like, I'm not, I'm not that introverted, but I am a little bit, but (laughs) we'll see how that goes. So hopefully it'll be a reintroduction for, for everybody, for families, campers, staff, um, with that day camp model and, you know, Mm -hmm. fingers crossed, Lord willing back to overnight next year. Yeah. It's funny that you're saying like living by yourself too, like even, cause I feel like we're both like pretty extroverted, but I feel like I, cause I live by myself too. And it's just funny that like, that when you spend so much time alone, it's like, you so value like that time like at the end of the day when it's like just you. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, yeah, going like after COVID, going back to like so many things, even like being back at youth lately, I'm like, oh, this feels so like, I don't know, this is so different than what we've experienced in the last year. Like I've seen like Corey and uh, that's like, yeah, <laughs> so much, like pretty much the only person I've seen for so long. Totally. So, yeah. So, yeah, I know that, that recharge time that you're just used to having and even just yeah. like physical quiet and just yeah, like, totally you know that ability to kind of just shut your brain off and not have to be on 
um, yeah. which is something that I'm so used to doing pre-COVID is just like being on because you're at work and then you're going to yeah. you know, hang out with friends in the evening, ministry stuff mm-hmm. on the weekend, whatever it might be. So it's just like on all the time. And so yeah. this last year, I'm very much like on very, not lots of the time. Very <laughs> yeah, it's so, so we'll see true. how I function with that. But yeah. Oh man. So tell us what you're going to miss about the overnight camp model and what you love about day camp. Yeah. I think what I will miss about the overnight model is those, yeah, like the evening times, there's something that's really special about when we're kind of just slowing down, you know, we have, we play, we have dinner usually in in a normal schedule. Then we, we do a big wide game where all the camp comes together and plays a game and we've got a snack. I know wide games are great. And then, um, then we go to campfire and then we have bedtime and like devos and stuff like that. And I think just like being able to slow down the end of the day and being able to have those campfire times when campers themselves are kind of just like starting to just like, yeah, they're, they're just starting to slow down and just kind of settle in and being able to sing songs together and to be able to, you know, have them watch skits and hear stories that are, you know, gospel centered and, and all this kind of stuff. And then for them to be able to go back to their cabins and kind of just like process the day and talk with their, their cabins and stuff. I think that was a really unique time that, that kids have, um, just that whole, that, that bedtime routine. I don't know. It's, it's kind of special to be able to do that and to kind of have this, like, once all the kids are asleep and the lights are off and you're like, ah, as a leader, you could be like, we made it through another day. And like, <laughs> we did it. And it's kind of this like closure almost of, yeah. uh, you know, job, job well done. You, you made it successfully. So yeah. I think that the evenings will be yeah, it'll, it'll be missed. And just in general, just thinking about just the less amount of time that we'll have just because of them not mm-hmm. staying over, we're, we're only going to be seeing them for a few hours during the day. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's something that we've been talking about where we're like, I don't know what it's going to feel like, you know, with, with kids not being there the entire week. Like, I don't know how relationally, if they're going to connect with people as well. And even again, COVID things of like, are we all going to be like, what's it like to make relationships with people again and stuff? So I think I'll miss that aspect. But when it comes to what I'm excited about the day camp aspect is like just our ability to even more, like we already push our our leaders pretty hard to be intentional with our campers. We're like, you, you need to know every name of your camper by the first night. You need to be like, you need to have like had conversations with them. You need to know, like get, take the time to know their story to like, know more about them. Like, you know, we, we've kind of got these markers of like, if by this day you haven't learned these kinds of things about your campers, like step up, let's go kind of thing. And so we already do that on when we've got all this time on our overnight weeks. So to think about day camp, like I was saying, having that lesson time, I think is going to be sad, but in some ways I'm really excited for my leaders to really step up and to be like, you know, you're only seeing this kid for like eight or nine hours today, like make the most of it. And in the evenings you can relax because you'll have that evening to not have the campers around. And so that's your time to take to, you know, chat with the other staff and get to know them and, and use that time to rest and stuff. But during the day, I'm like, we got to go hard. Cause we don't have as much time with these kids as we usually do. So I really hope that, yeah, our leaders will be able to use that time well for kids. And yeah, again, that, that day camp model, I hope is just like accessible for people. Like, obviously we're physically geographically too far for some people with some of our families, which is a bummer, but for our kids that are maybe a little unsure, they don't know if they want to try out camp for us to be like, everyone's doing day camp, like give it a whirl and get people to have that introduction time into just the camp environment. I think 
could be really, really cool for some kids that have maybe never wanted to try the overnight thing and was like, you know, if they're like, oh, there's only a few kids doing day camp, but everyone else is doing overnight. And I'm like, is yeah. that, are people going to think that I'm weird for doing day camp? Like, I don't know if kids think that way. Right. But they might. And so I would hope that that kind of creates that, like, Hey, we're all on the same ground. We're all doing day camp. So give it, give it a try. See if you like camp. So, yeah, it's cool. Cause like camp Luther, it's like, it feels far away, but at the same time, it doesn't like, it's funny. Cause like you drive there and you get there and you're kind of like, Oh, I'm in this whole other world. And mm-hmm. then like, when you leave, you're like, Oh, this was only like 10 minutes away from like the mission highway. Yeah. But it, it's just so funny that it feels like you're in such a whole other world when you're there. Mm-hmm. Um, I was reflecting too, we were talking about like overnight camp and like, there was something so magical about like the time that was like after the wide game like to campfire that's just like those hours like when you're like you go to snack and you still have like all your wide game like face paint on or whatever (laughs) everybody's just an absolute mess and then you like struggle to get everybody ready for campfire and then just like lining up with the tree line those are some of my favorite times just those like in between like chaotic but like chaotic good moments Mm -hmm. Totally. It can be such cool opportunities for kids to just be like, if you don't have anything specifically scheduled that you're doing, like, it's not like you are doing crafts right now or doing archery. You're just waiting for the next thing. And you have that opportunity just to be like, Hey, Jamie, Hey, Susie, like, how's your day? Like, did you like that wide game? And just being able to kind of chat and have those organic times that, yeah, Yeah. they they do feel a little nuts because you're like, we don't really have an organized thing that we're all doing right now. Yeah. Organizing for the next thing, but they can be really special. Totally agree. Totally. Yeah, I love those moments. Yeah. I want to ask you about um, uncertainty in COVID. Um, we've all in our own lives and in, in ministry for the three of us dealt with that. And I know mm-hmm. that. Uh, so so our denomination has five camps um, and there's been uh, lots of. Um, what's the right word? Consternation, perhaps, about... The... I don't know what that word means, Craig. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I do either. <laughs> How many a definition? <laughs> He's too smart. There's been a lot of hand-wringing uh, ah, okay. over whether or not the camps will survive financially, right? Mm, Especially yeah. the smaller ones. Um, how has it been at Camp Luther? And then when it comes to planning for the summer, and we were talking before we started, like, it feels like things were so slow for so long. And all of a sudden there's like within a couple of weeks, you know, things open up further and then a little bit further. And then by the end of summer, theoretically it's back to normal. Mm -hmm. Uh, What's that been like for you and your team there? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, It's been a, a massive headache in some ways and a really sweet time of God showing his kindness and being grateful in other ways. Um, I, like I had said, I had got let go and brought back. Um, so I haven't even really the, the deep trenches of like last fall and winter, Mm -hmm. I wasn't actually on staff. So obviously I still cared and loved camp, but I I wasn't, um, you know, going into the office and and experiencing all that kind of day in day out. So I feel for, you know, like our executive director, our property manager, office manager, that kind of, that kept working throughout that whole time because yeah, it was, it was hard. Um, camp Luther is again, we're not associated with specific churches, like some of the MB camps are that I know that you're, you're talking about. And so in a lot of ways, we're very like self-sufficient. And so our revenue from like guest groups and from camps and stuff throughout the whole year is usually 
how we kind of stay afloat. Like we don't necessarily rely on a lot of donations and kind of uh, support from either churches or specific people that some other camps are kind of just more set up. Like that's just kind of part of their culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not like either way is good or bad. It's just kind of how Luther has happened upon the last couple of years. And so I know that that's been the finances has just been a, a pretty big stress for um, for our like our board and our staff and stuff because again we're just used to having kind of that constant revenue and we like for me as a program manager I had like budgets and stuff that I was like you know you can spend this much on this stuff but at the end of the day I wasn't ever really like told to like stress the pennies you know it was like mm-hmm. do what you need to do in order to to run our ministry well it's like you know what like just get the stuff, like spend the money if you need to um, be responsible, but kind of just do it. And so that's also what we're kind of used to. And so this year, like everybody has been like, it's just struggling financially. And, but on the other hand of that though, it's been really sweet having some people that have just stepped up in our Camp Luther community and family to, to support our camp. And so we've had so many people that have donated that have been like faithfully praying for us that have just sent us kind emails to be like, Hey, like, we support you in what you're doing and, and we're so pumped for, you know, the potential for this ministry and stuff. So it's been a weird challenge in that regard, but also a really cool time for us to be able to really just appreciate our kind of our community, our support network that we have at camp. So, yeah, I think when it comes to the, the kind of planning aspect that you were saying of, you know, the last couple of weeks, just things kicking in, that's been, <laughs> it's been a little wild, mm-hmm. but uh, again, my context I'm used to within this job, we finish a summer and that September we start planning for the next summer. And so we've got time. I was working with another coworker. And so there was two of us and we had, you know, 10 months essentially. And so here it was just me. I was part-time when I started because I was full-time in school still. And so I only started full-time like in May. And so I'm like, oh my goodness. So to know how much time and mental space that I had to work on camp stuff, like in our usual context, that was a bit crazy. But again, looking back, it's just been so cool. I was talking with Matt, my, my boss, our executive director about this, like maybe two weeks ago, that there were so many things that we kind of just arbitrarily planned that ended up working with like weeks, months later when we got our, uh, like uh, our standards for what we were allowed to do from our, you know, provincial health officer, our BC camping association, that we like our little random plans that we kind of just made out of being like, this sounds good. Like so many things lined up and we were able to like, okay, this plan that we made, we can go forward with it. We don't actually really have to adjust much like from our, our kind of our numbers and our like cohorting pod system, our staff, all this kind of stuff. It's been really sweet to look back and be like our plans, though we were like, we're going to plan this, but hold it quite loosely. Cause who knows if this will change. It's been really sweet to see. Like, I'm like, I guess this is like, this is God's like wisdom that he gave us. I'm like, I don't really know how else to put it because we just kind of picked numbers out of the air. It felt like, and just were like, we're going to run with this. And all of a sudden we just had these ideas that were just like this creativity that, I mean, we, we try our best to be creative, but we're creative with our usual structure that we know. Right. So this is getting creative with a whole new structure. So I think, yeah, it's just a testament to, to God's kindness and how at the end of the day, we're like, this is his summer and he's going to do with it what he wants. And so ultimately we just seek to be obedient to what God has in store for us. And we seek to glorify him and to love people and you know what his will will be done at camp and, and through our ministry. And all we can do is, is release it to him and do the best we can, you know, uh, steward the master's money, if you will. Um, but also just trust that he's going to 
keep this camp going if that's what his will is for, you know, kingdom building. So it's been cool to see that. And I think it's been a, a challenge in, in all of us and having to learn how to, how to trust, which is never, you know, never a bad thing to do. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's such a great perspective to have with the whole thing. Like I, I personally hate decision-making and it's so good to just take that step back and to be like, okay, God, your will be done. Like you're going to help me with these decisions and like your hand is going to be in it. Like, yeah, that's so mm-hmm. good. Yeah. And it's a fine line. Like, I don't know how you guys find this within church ministry, but like, you can't just sit back and be like, God will make it happen. Like you, like he's yeah. used us in as co-laborers and we need to be doing our work, but like, there is that line of like, we also need to be able to fully surrender our plans and say that like, ultimately God is going to do what he's going to want to do, you know? And so how much we can't control it, but we do need to work our best with it. Like, how how did you guys find this last year? How do you, how do you do that in ministry? Like it's, it's a challenge. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think what you're saying describes a little bit of what I've sensed from the Lord too, in the last year is it's just take the next step Hmm. and then that's all you get for now. Right. And then yeah. when it's time to take the next one, you take the next one and, um, you know, God gives you what you need for the next step. And mm-hmm. I wish he'd give me five steps, but he gives me one and you just do, you're just faithful with what you're given and what's in front of you next and wait on the Lord for what will come after that. And so I think that's mm-hmm. kind of what you're describing. Um, but that's how I've experienced things anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's definitely been, oh yeah, Craig, you had a point. No, you first. You first. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I want to hear what that point was, but uh, yeah, like for me, like decision-making, it just makes my head like do backflips. Like, honestly, it feels like this whole year has been, we've just been floating in like a sea of ambiguity. It feels mm-hmm. like, like, it's just been, there's, I don't know, so many decisions to make. And I'm the kind of person too, like, I like to consult like my leadership team, like for youth, whenever I kind of make any kind of decisions and there, yeah, there is responsibility that needs to be taken taken to be like, okay, we can't just say like, oh, you know, God, you make everything like do all the planning. Like we do have to take those steps. So yeah. How do you find that balance? But I think I really like what you're saying, Craig is like, you just have to take that first step and then see and trust in what God's going to do after that. I think that's Mm -hmm. great. Yeah. Yeah. My dramatic point was simply to provide an educational moment for us here. Teach us more words. (laughs) The word consternation (laughs) is defined as (laughs) <laughs> a feeling of anxiety or dismay typically at something yeah. unexpected you wow. actually looked it up amazing <laughs> that's great wow that's a from feeling the early about. 17th century latin i'll have you know so beautiful there oh my go. goodness we have wow. we've been enlightened this morning yeah oh my gosh that's too funny I'm yeah really right now. i hope that when caleb edits this he puts in some kind of like sound oh effect yeah dramatic music dramatic yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he can just use that permission. Yeah, to- that would be good. Actually, yeah, but also, if you want to find that. a better one, he, he can find a better one. I'm not going to be offended. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, to kind of just transition a little bit here, I know the feeling well when you go to camp for a week and then you leave and you're kind of on this like Jesus high. And it's kind of like, you just have been at camp every day and it's been constant like Bible reading and a discussion with others. And you kind of just leave and you feel like you want to change the world. And you're just like, I'm going to be so on fire for Jesus. And then you kind of get back into like 
the realities of everyday responsibilities and how, like, what in your opinion is a great way to kind of combat that, especially for like kids and I don't know, parents in like trying to help your kids maneuver this. But um, I knew that feeling well when I was a teenager for sure. So what's mm-hmm. kind of your advice and how to kind of deal with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, like the camp missions trip retreat, whatever yes. spiritual high. Yeah. Definitely have experienced that as a, as a young one myself. Um, that's like, that's a really challenging question. That's probably one of the biggest struggles that we have within the context of our ministry, because our reality is that again, like I had said earlier, like we get these campers here for one week and we do our best to like, you know, we want to share the gospel we want to share God's love. We want to get to know them, make them feel valued, all that great stuff. But then we release them. And then we say, you're no longer like, you're no longer here. You're no longer a camper. We don't necessarily have a way of connecting with you. And so we, you know, hope and pray that it's like that they're connected somehow. And I think that that's our biggest push that we, uh, we tell our leaders, like, especially our, our junior staff and our campers, often our seniors are usually pretty plugged in. So that's not as much of a, of a concern for us, mm-hmm. but for our, our juniors and our campers, we're just, we really try and emphasize, like get plugged into Christian community somewhere. And that's really the, 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 the only good idea I have. Like if they, again, this can be so different depending on the context of the family um, and the experience that that camper has had. So if they've got a Christian family, I would hope that they're still connected um, with their church and that their parents themselves are discipling them throughout the rest of the year. But yeah, if, if the kids aren't have no Christian context and they just were like, just came to camp because it was close by and their parents are like, I here you go for a week, have this fun experience. It's, it's really hard. So I think that just trying to, to, to plug them in to a place where they get to continue to hear about the gospel. I mean, how much do we all need to be reminded of the gospel, even though it's like, we literally, all of us, like we work in ministry, have been believers for a long time. And sometimes you just are like, you need to just read just the beauty of the grace of the gospel, you know, and just right. God made a way for me to have right relationship with him. How crazy is that? And it's important to, to just remind people of that. And that's where I think the consistency of being involved in church community in Christian community, you know, like small groups or kids ministry, whatever that might look like for that particular kind of age group, developmental group. Mm-hmm. But that's really, that's, I think the biggest thing for, for you to be able to continue to be, to have your kids continue to be encouraged and continue to be reminded of God's truth in this world that we live in. It's like, I think another really beautiful part of camp ministry is like, we, we put our phones away. We don't have any TV that we're watching. We're not being like, you know, bombarded with the news and all just the bad stuff happening in the world. And we get this time just to kind of exist together and just to be, and that's really nice. And it's refreshing. And I think part of that high even is just like, I don't know if this is like theologically correct or anything. This is just Kendra's opinion, but like, I think that part of that high that we experience in these things, is just, it's like, it's a taste of heaven. Like it's a taste of the glory of what we were created for as people is to be in community with each other and to learn about God and to just experience life together. And I think that's why it's such a high is because you're like, this is how it was meant to be. And then we go home and we get busy and we get distracted and all that kind of stuff. So obviously it's not sustainable to do that all year round. And I get that (laughs) we should just all be at camp constantly. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I I think to try and, and create those little pockets so that it doesn't have to just be 
during your retreat. It doesn't have to just be during your missions trip, during your week at camp. Like you can continue to have these moments of like being in community with people, being reminded of God's truth, um, seeking just to learn more about him and grow in your relationship with him. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, just consistency, your family, churches, um, you know, yeah, like children's ministry, youth ministry. Um, that's the only thing I can say. It's, it's, a, it's a challenge because, and, and again, for us within our context of Luther, we don't necessarily have like specific churches that we're associated with. And so it's not, it's, we don't have necessarily, we don't always know where we should send these kids because they can come from all around. And I'm like, I don't know what church is closest to you. And I don't know, like, I don't know any of the pastors there, all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. it's a hard one. Definitely. Yeah. And it's interesting because I feel like I saw the firsthand kind of like effects of that as a teenager who would grow up and go to the camp in the summer. And then I wouldn't go to youth group after that. Like I went to church on Sunday, but like just as a teenager, but I wasn't, I didn't have that like continued like uh, mentoring relationship. And that's, that was honestly one of the reasons I wanted to get into ministry. Cause I was like, I want to be a person that I didn't have growing up mm-hmm. for other people. Um, yeah, that consistency throughout the year. Yeah. It's so, so important. Yeah. And, um, it's honestly what you're saying, like just with camp, like being like a little taste of heaven, like, honestly, it sounds crazy, but I totally like summers that I worked at camp full time. Like those were some of my favorite summers that I've had, like to date like summer like 2014 15 like those were incredible years and i'll always yeah i'll cherish those summers mm-hmm. very very fondly forever it's a special time man yeah. you just you can't people can't get their brains around it until they just like do it you know it's one of those yeah. things that i'm like you have to be there you just be yeah. <laughs> yeah i'll always cherish the time that you gave me a black eye when we were practicing <laughs> for a skit at camp i was wondering if we were gonna bring this up or not yeah right <laughs> is this where we yeah. tell the story of the black eye well yeah, i think we right? have to now well we yeah. probably have to holly you can take it away do you want to share this one yeah well yeah <laughs> do you want me i'll to? go for it and then if you have a different perception of the story then <laughs> we can yeah we can hear that so we were like it was funny because Kendra, I think, was like the the villain in this uh, like performance, and I was uh, the quote like you know the good. I think I was a cowboy or something. You were the and, sheriff. Uh, this the sheriff. Yeah, we did we did western theme, yeah. and she was the sheriff, yeah. and I was this yeah. like undercover. My name was Ma- Macho Taco, I think. I don't know. I can't Na- Nacho Macho that. Nacho. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so yeah. this I was I was a good character, but I was underneath yeah. secretly a villain, and so this yeah. was in the moment in the skit that my villainness is revealed. exactly keep going and you know what like it's so funny too even just like as an aside I remember like going to camp as a kid and watching these skits and being like this is amazing like they must have been like writing this for so long and like they practiced and then you get to camp and you're like oh we would like write this script like the morning of sometimes (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but we were uh we were practicing like I think it was like you had to like tie my hands behind me or something like put me in like handcuffs or something yeah and then Like, I don't know, you were like, oh, maybe I could just like kick you to the ground or something. But then <laughs> you were like, telling us so wrong. I should have just told us, but keep going. <laughs> yeah, this is my perception of what happened. Because yeah. I just remember falling to the ground with my hands behind my back. <laughs> and so I like closed my eyes. And so I got like basically rug burn on my eye. <laughs> but it did look pretty cool. Like you looked like yeah, a boss. It did. Yeah. Right? It was pretty awesome. <laughs> I, in my yeah. defense. Okay. So this was my side of the story. Yeah. Your perception. Yeah. We, we needed a quick and like 
a quick but realistic way to look like I was tying these hands up because she was supposed to be taken by surprise. And so she's like, oh my goodness. So we were, we're trying and trying. And I, this is, again, we were doing it. We were practicing this skit like the night before because I think oh, yeah. staff training, we hadn't gotten to that day or something. So it was like yeah. probably 11 p.m. and we were just tired and our yeah. brains are starting to lose it. Yeah. So, so then I'm like, okay, what should yeah. I do? And I distinctly remember Holly was like, you should just push me over. I remember she said it. And I was like, you sure about that? She's like, yeah, just, just try it because then it'll look more real. You could push me over and then tie me up on the ground. And I was like, okay. So then, and then I was like, that. And she was like, just do it. And so she kept pressuring me. And so then I was like, fine. So I just shoved her. So it was her fault. It was her fault. Yeah. Hands behind her back, just falls face first on the carpet and ground. And I was like, oh, uh, yeah, that was a bad idea. Yeah, that <laughs> does sound a little familiar. Maybe your side of the story is more <laughs> Either way, oh, it was man. a bad decision. But uh, yeah, in the moment, we we're like, we got to make this realistic for the kids. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Dedication. And, yeah. Oh, and then I like, of course, had this like black eye. And it's so funny because like the kids, like they're at that age when they're younger, where like they kind of believe that it's not you. So mm -hmm. like, obviously the teenagers like, oh, well, obviously that's like women and jammies, but like the younger kids, like they're like, no, that's not you, but they kind of don't know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so then I would like, you know, go play this character and then go back out with the black eye. And they're like, do you have the same like black eye as the sheriff? Yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah, no, that's crazy coincidence. That's my cousin. Whoa, <laughs> yeah. I think that's actually what I said. Yeah. Oh, oh man. Too so good. That's yeah. great. So uh, we want to move towards a game we didn't tell you about, Kendra. But uh, lastly, um, how can we pray for Camp Luther and how can people sign their kids up? Oh, those are great questions. Um, praying for Camp Luther, I think, to continue to pray for, yeah, just like wisdom and, gui and guidance from God as we continue just to think both of like what's the best plan for our summer and also just wisdom in making sure that all the COVID protocols and stuff that we're just wanting to be really intentional with. We want to keep people safe. And so we're just, just making the best kind of decisions within um, our parameters that we've been given. And on top of that too, I mean, just honestly protection for this summer um, because if we, if nobody gets sick and we're all good, like I, we're, we're ready to rock and roll. But if I all of a sudden have, you know, something passes through camp, we, that's going to be something that's a big challenge to work through. Mm -hmm. um, so I think just, yeah, per, protection for us and just, yeah, like I had said earlier, with just the shortened amount of time, um, just for our, my leaders to be, their hearts are ready to kind of be softened and ready to just serve this summer and to just have that gospel intentionality of just sharing the love of God with kids. I think that would be, that would be great for prayer. And then, yeah, to sign up, uh, there's just links on our website. So you can head to Camp Luther. .ca, I think is our website. <laughs> As I'm saying it, I'm like, I think that's our website. Um, it's the 21st century. So I'm sure if you Google yeah, it, it'll show up somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Um, make sure it's not, there's one in America. So make sure it's the one in mission. Um, but yeah, just that you can sign up there. There's a link and all that stuff. It's all just online. So that's how people could sign up. Wonderful. Love it. Man, yeah, this has been such a fun conversation. Like, I feel like we could just talk for so long about like camp and like the memories that we've had. And oh yeah, just mm -hmm. so so wonderful. Um, but yeah, we do we do want to end with a game, and it's called "Do You Know Me?" So basically, the way I'm this so game excited. works, <laughs> yeah. So basically, I'll ask a question, and before you, Kendra, answer it, Craig and I will answer these questions, and so about then. You about you yeah so okay. then 
<laughs> yeah. So we'll give our best guess. And that's when you'll after reveal. Oh, okay. Answer. Yeah. Gotcha. So you'll say so. like, what's Kendra's camp name? And then you'll both guess. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Exactly. Yeah. I tried to be a second. I pick, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I picked things that both Craig and I do not know. Obviously I know Kendra better than Craig. Burn Craig. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, little do you know, Holly, that I asked Kendra all these questions already. So I know all the answers. Yeah. Oh, pretending geez. to be surprised at this game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Brand new information. Yeah. Oh, I'm so yeah. excited. I love games. Right? I know. Me too. Okay. So the first one is if Kendra could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? <clears throat> okay. So um, I'm going to break the rules and suggest two answers. So I think the answer would either be down in Australia or nice accent. New York City. That's what I'm going to say. One of those two places. Wow. Okay. I don't know why I was also thinking Australia. I'm not going to do that. I said accent, it first though. But... So. <laughs> well, and I use yeah. the accent. <laughs> Bonus points. Yeah. You would get extra points there, but I don't know why I was also thinking like Australia or even like New Zealand. I don't know. Maybe my brain is just like associating with like the fact that we worked with a friend from New Zealand in that mm -hmm. summer, but <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I, yeah. I'm just vibing with Australia. You know what? That's like, that's a good answer. I would, I would pick Australia or Australia or New Zealand. Ah, there <laughs> nice. we go. My failures of accents, but I also would pick like anywhere in Central and South America. So you guys wow. both can get a point for that, or you could both not get a point, however you decide. To or I could get a, the bonus point yeah. that I deserve. Yeah, for the accent. Okay, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's two to one for Craig. Right? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, okay. After question one, I have two points. Yeah. <laughs> You've got a strong lead so far. I don't make the rules. I just follow them. And these yeah, are yeah the exactly. Rules. Yes. Now, the way you've worded this, this next question, Holly, is there's an opportunity for a bonus point here as well. Because <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah. The question is, did Kendra pick up a new hobby during quarantine? And the bonus question would be, what, what would was be? the hobby? I, I feel like yes, just because I think everybody did, but I don't know what that would be. And like what defines a hobby would also be like, I don't know. That's Do you need to look it up on the dictionary again? Do we need to <laughs> yeah, what is a <laughs> is hobby? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say yes. Um I don't think you did the classic, like I don't I don't know if you're a bread making person or a whipped coffee person. But I don't know, maybe you picked up like, what is that called? Like macrame or something like those oh, things. Uh, the <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> what you mean. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to say yes, but I'm not confident in what it is. I'm just going to be bold and say no. No new hobbies were picked up during quarantine. <sighs> the answer for this one, I'm going to go with yes. <sighs> the, the hobby, especially early on, it's faded as of the last little bit, but doing puzzles while watching true crime documentaries. Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> that sounds like a great night, man. Very, very grandma. I liked to yeah. do that. I really loved watching documentaries. And then I would just yes. want to like do, a, do something sometimes and just do a puzzle. So yeah. that's what I did for sure. Doing yeah. a physical puzzle while watching the crime puzzle be solved. <laughs> Double brain activity. Puzzleception. Yeah. yeah. That's it. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yep. Oh, there yeah. you go. That's great. I've it's, also it's been two two. That's the that's yeah, the score two, right two, now. Because you didn't get the bonus for answering yeah. what it was. I, I, I see what you mean yeah. by the bonus. I can't believe you didn't pick up macrame. I honestly don't even know if that's the word for it. <laughs> macrame but. sounds not right, but it I know, like but you know what? It starts with an M. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so there's something. Um, okay, so the next one is is Kendra on TikTok? And I'm gonna go big yes. I don't think that you make TikTok but I think that you do have it and this I was like maybe this could be even a hobby that you I don't think that necessarily counts as a hobby but it's something that I definitely started doing during like quarantine like it yeah so my answer is also yes um but I don't know Craig what do you think the I have to decide how strategic I want to play the game Mm -hmm. because if I say yes then we continue to be tied but if I say no and I'm right that's true. Then I go ahead and. It's not about me. It's about you winning. So. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's, the, that's the point of the game. <laughs> um, but I was also thinking yes. So I'll say yes. You guys are oh, both wrong. Oh, great. You should have stuck with your answer. <laughs> uh, because for the very reason of like, I would spend way too much time on this thing. And exactly. Oh, like, I wouldn't yeah. really make them, but I would just hmm. scroll for forever. So I, I oh, did yeah. not because I was like, I already spend too much time on my phone. So it is a bottomless pit. I can confirm. And I was definitely like, I held to like the, no, I will not go on TikTok. Like, I held to it so strong. And then it was a, uh, you know, like last March. And I was like, huh, what else am I going to do? Mm -hmm. And now it's where I spend most of my time. There you go. I also don't make TikToks. I just watch other people. She okay, is trying sure, to drag sure. me into the bottomless pit as well. I am I trying. I, it's not going well, but I I'm do not want to be there. Yeah. Hey, and then Craig will just, TikToks. he's like, he's like, oh, look at this reel. That's so funny. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I saw that on TikTok like a month ago. Yeah. Get but with it's not the on program. TikTok. So yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Number four is Kendra a night person or a morning person? I feel like I should know this answer after like literally having worked at camp with you for a full summer. But I have like some memory that you are a morning person but maybe that's out of nowhere. I don't know. I'm going to go strong in a morning person. I'm saying night person. The answer for this one is not by choice, but because I have had to develop the skill is morning person. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also in fairness, during that season of my life, I feel like I could stay up late and I could wake up early as well. And yeah. I think that Holly saying that I had energy in the morning was just because she literally was a zombie in the morning. So anyone yeah. looked like they had energy compared to her. Right. Yeah. 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 I'm like 9.30 PM. I'm like, oh, I'm starting to get tired. But I think that's just age. <laughs> yeah. And I just like need to wake up early. So I've become a morning person, but I wish I was not. So that one's a tricky yeah. question. No, yeah. oh, that's great. I wish I was a morning person so bad. And I do notice that I also do get tired around 9.30. So I'll, I'll generally start getting ready for bed around like 10 o'clock now mm. on the weekdays. So weekends is different, but yeah. yeah I'm, I'm still on weekends. I'm like, yeah. weekends, I can go to bed even earlier. Yeah. <laughs> Man, yeah. If I could have one wish come true, it would be that I was a morning person. Because I'm so, I feel like once I'm up, like I can get work done, but it's just, you know, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I feel that. I get. So our last question is, what is Kendra's favorite decade of music? The so 90s. it's got to be the 90s. I'm, <laughs> for me, I'm going to say that the decade, like 
from 2000 to like 2010, like 2012, like, I don't even, what do we call those? Cause I feel like it's I mean, the early 2000s, like, yeah. Yeah. I, my guess is really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There right? is a name for it. I just, I, I don't know. know what it is. Yeah. And then I'm like 2010 to 2020. Do we just call those the 2010s? The like, 10s. It's, yeah. It's, it's confusing. Uh, I don't know what to call them either. But yeah, early 2000s to like 2012-ish. <sighs> you guys, should I just lie and say you're both right? Because you're both wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh shame i i really enjoy the like recent r&b soul uh, R&B that was gonna lately, be my next guess i love some good like late 70s early 80s pop like mm. like I'm, I'm really digging that too i love that infusion of like current pop as well like yeah. do a lipa's whole album future nostalgia like oh that's so good but <laughs> so it's it's a, it's a combo but i was like oh you guys i can appreciate yeah. both though right yeah like, 90s I, for me you know, is hard because I was like born in the 90s like born in 94 but like we didn't really get to appreciate the 90s when we were living no. it because it's like I wasn't listening to any of this music because I was a small child so yeah that's one that I haven't come around to like appreciating yet whereas I've started to come around to like my 70s 80s but mm. yeah I don't okay, so. I, I don't know I wasn't keeping track I don't remember who I feel like Holly might have might have won that one i think she i think she's more right than i am on the last Mm -hmm. question so Mm -hmm. that's true Mm -hmm. i am closer to that because i'm like i feel like i know that kendra has a sweet spot for like r&b and like you know like beyonce like kind of just like even like Mm -hmm. popular kind of like people but i'm like popular people (laughs) (laughs) except for tiktokers would tiktokers try and make music careers yeah exactly no but you know what surprisingly olivia rodrigo's album i actually am vibing with i have i haven't given it a listen yet so it's actually good and craig i'll give you ten dollars if you know who that is oh not a chance yeah (laughs) no that one yeah 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 so she's a uh, oh she, that one oh that one. oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah the drivers license. are really yeah. helping to get it too so oh, that's me playing piano <laughs> yeah that was the song that uh, started it I'm like I want to hate this song but I can't hate this song because it's just one of those you just yell to it's great that's yeah. fair that's fair never thought I'd see the day but mm-hmm. yeah wow that is the end of uh, our questions that we have for you. So thank you for playing. Uh, Do you know me? And uh, yeah, and thanks for joining us. Yeah. Yes, thanks for having me. This is a great chat. It's nice right? to see you guys and just be able to talk about stuff that we love, which is good things. You know, it's right? exciting. Anyway, I yeah. have been smiling this entire time. If people can't hear that coming through the podcast, <laughs> then they need to get better ears. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, I know why I said I, that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah now, it's always so fun to chat. Yeah, and the challenge yeah. now for the three of us and all of our listeners is some point in the rest of this day to work in the word consternation into conversation. Ooh, consternation. So, yes. I keep not being able to remember it. Like I'm trying to joke and like make, <laughs> keep the bit yeah. going and I'm like constipate. No, that's not yeah. <laughs> what was that word? Yeah. <laughs> consternation. Yeah, I only go. know that word from Michael Scott trying to use that word. Oh, so if Michael Scott can do it, mm-hmm. he does. I'm trying to remember the context in which he does, but I know that he does, but he probably doesn't use it correctly. Probably not. <laughs> Nor yeah. will I probably. Yes. Same. same. <laughs> yeah, as long as you try, right? Yeah. Exactly. You miss hundred percent of the shots you don't take. That's right. Michael Scott, Wayne Gretzky. Michael Scott. Gretzky.
I get that quote. Awesome. I get it. Yeah. Well, thanks so much, Kendra. This has been awesome. And uh, yeah, thank you so much to the rest of our listeners. Hope you have a great rest of your day, wherever you're at. And uh, yeah, tune in next time. Sounds good. See you guys. Thanks, Kendra. Bye. Talk to you later. Ross Road Connect Podcast is produced by Ross Road Community Church in Abbotsford, BC. For more information about our church community and links to more podcasts and sermons, visit rossroadcc.ca.